Hey, buddy. Hey, man. How's it going? Pretty good. Fucking A. Oh, what a beautiful fucking day again, eh? Yeah, fucking A. I'm totally ready for this thing. Oh. I'm, I'm hoping it keeps up. Oh, well, we might as well just jump into it. Uh, I'll do the lead off. Uh... Hey there, bud. Welcome to Bearded and Bored. My name's Tim. This week I'm joined by Chris. Oh, hey there. How's it going, bud? Oh, fucking good, man. Fucking good. <laughs> I still haven't found a more unique way to open it up, so I think we're stuck with that for the foreseeable future. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. It's different enough. Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry if the vape picks up. I've uh, been trying to quit smoking. I am like week two without a cigarette. and uh, Yeah, I've been noticing you haven't been going out of break there. I was wondering how that was going for you. Pretty good. I don't know if uh, it's showing up in the workplace, but I've been such a touchy fucking little bitch, like short-tempered. <laughs> I was going to say, you're, you're a little more by yourself than I've noticed for the most part. You're just like, fuck it, I'm going to go do something. Yeah, I just, I can't have anybody around me right now. Like, everything irritates me. It's like I'm just like a a mewling teenage kid where just everything sets me off. <laughs> I was, yeah, it's... Perfect time to get in punk rock. Yeah, I, <laughs> this is fitting well because, uh, yeah, I've just been picking fights with everybody for no reason, and... Even though that I know I'm just picking fights, I'm like, yeah, but I'm still right, so I'm not apologizing, which isn't doing <laughs> me any fucking good. <laughs> oh, I feel you there. I always stay on my ground. Even if it's going to do me more trouble than it is good, fuck it. I don't care. I'm stubborn like that. I've always been able to be like, all right, well, the quickest way to just get past all this is to, you know, just take the blame, move forward. You know, it's, I know it's not the, the brave thing to do to avoid conflict, but... It's worked out pretty good oh, for yeah. me so far, and I just, I, I can't, I don't have it in me anymore. It's just gone. Oh, no, I, I totally take the fucking electricity path most of the time. Fuck it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm wondering how many more people are going to stick around What if I keep this up where I'm just like, no, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you mentioned punk rock. This week we're talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Gigi Allen. Fucking Gigi. Fucking Gigi. So, like, where does this guy come from? Like, I, I, like at this point, I guess it's safe to say, like, he's remembered as, like, self-destructive shock punker, rocker, right? Well, honestly, it's fresh in your brain, and if you want to take over the, like, bio part, I... I'll just interject with, like, what I know, what Gigi Allen is to me, and, like, how it's, like, pertained to my life and what I like about his music and all that. Okay. Well, yeah, because I just watched the documentary that was put out uh, the year of his death in 1993, and uh, I thought it was mind-blowing that the the director, writer of this uh, movie, the documentary at the time, who would have... He sounds like he's just a kid, like, in his 20s. Uh, just did the uh, Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix, which was a fucking... Now that I know that those two things are tied together, like, you have this absolutely insane manic person running around, self-destructive, like, evil but not evil kind of thing, and I'm like, oh, fuck, like, 
I can see a little bit of Gigi Allen and the Joker now. But, uh, oh, it's fucking insane. Like, yeah. Um, okay, sorry. The um, So he comes from, like, just small backwater town. And... 1956, I believe, he was born. Oh, fuck. So he would have been, like, a kid during the 60s and 70s. Like, yeah, man. He, like, would have totally lived through, like, the revolutions in Vietnam and all that shit. Uh, and his dad was a psychopath. Like, he, uh, he beat his wife and kids and talked to suicide. And I guess at one point he had come upstairs just covered in dirt from the cellar. And the wife was asking like, what, what, what's going on? What are you doing? And he's like, oh, I was was digging her graves. And then, uh, yeah, she, she had the fucking balls to just be like, all right, well, I'm getting the divorce and getting the fucking kids out of here. But yeah. And then other than that, like he just, he seemed to, at that point, like going forward, like I, they said that he was picked on a bit and bullied. So instead of like taking the path of conformity or anything, he just in this small town and in what would have been if he was born in 56 in the seventies started going to school cross-dressed like in like a full long hair dress. Yeah. He was just like, it seemed like from a really early age, just like doing anything to just, you know, like not even be counterculture, but just like, to like fucking like shock everybody, like get everybody, any, um, get under anybody's skin. Yeah. They just, and, like, he kind of had, like, a Andy Griffith kind of childhood. Not really, like, his childhood, I guess. But, like, after they got out of there, like, they would have been a small... Oh, yeah, but, like, yeah, like, didn't, like... It's not like he grew up in, like, Hell's Kitchen or anything like that, you know? Like, nice little house, fucking, you know, kind of a picket fence, white life, you know? Like, his mom had a decent job. Like, he was just crazy as all fuck. Well, and, like, he seems to have this ability that he carried through for the rest of his life because they're interviewing the guys that are that he left behind in that town that would have been his crew or friends. And they're all like kind of, you can tell that they, they got the jobs, they got the wives, but they still got that like punk destructive attitude. Like he, he found those people, he brought it out of him in them and then just moved on. I actually find it so cool now that like, um, He's more popular now than he ever was just because of, like, how easy it is to get a hold of stuff and the internet. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, growing up in a small town, so, like, I, I was kind of on the cusp of it and kind of did, you know, use the internet. But I, like, still had a dirt bike and, like, you know, there was girls and shit. So, like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck being in town and being on YouTube. Like, different, different generation. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, have you noticed now, like, uh, it's probably not even dark yet. Like, the sun is setting. Do you see any kids on bikes outside right now? Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that probably has to do with a couple things, but no. But leading into that, uh, how I got into Gigi Allen, I'd, I'd say I want to be around 21 years old. Mm-hmm. I was living off in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, Alberta. And, uh, didn't have the internet, didn't have cable, fucking, we just, like, listened to music, went to concerts, and 
back in the day, how you found out about concerts is unless you're at the show and you saw on the marquee who was coming next, you'd yeah. buy magazines and all your bands would take out ads and it would show when they were coming through town. Well, anyways, one of the magazines that I used to buy to find out when the shows would be coming to Edmonton, Calgary, was Revolver Magazine. And they used to have this um, ongoing article once a month and it'd be about somebody's tattoos. And at first glance, it was like, fuck me, these are like the worst fucking tattoos I've ever seen. And it was Gigi Allen's. And then there was like just a short, like two page write up about this guy in this magazine. And I was like, holy fuck. Like just in that two pages, I was like just captivated. And so, anyways, living up there, there was a, uh, like, it's just hard to get any of this shit. But, anyways, yeah. there was a little rock shop on the end of town. And that's where I go to just, buy cds and shirts and whatnot anyways going up there one day i going through the t-shirts i seen a murder uh gg allen and the murder junkies t-shirt and i was oh, like cool. fuck gotta have it and it was like a double xl but fucking i was like i don't care it's the only time i've ever seen this i'm up in grand mm-hmm. prairie i'm gonna buy it so i buy this shirt just because i like fucking gg allen and at this point i still haven't even heard his music because it was just so inaccessible at the time yeah but anyways, like fast track down to uh, uh, be like a couple years later, and um, I'm going to see Rod Stewart out of all things. Like just crazy <laughs> how the tickets came about. But anyways, well, that was a big part and, of your um, life, eh? Like any kind of <laughs> yeah. concert coming in, you would just go out and check out music. Oh, totally. And like that was all it. I was like, fuck, Rod Stewart's coming to town. I gotta go see Rod Stewart. So anyways, fucking, I'm supposed to see this fucking chick. Actually, weird, cool, cool concert story that could probably tie in another time with this chick. But anyways, this older chick that I work with mm-hmm. was supposed to go to the show with me, so I'd feel like a little bit less of a dork. You know, I was like, I asked this chick so I could go to and see a girly band. Second time I had done that with her, so I was like, should be in the clear. Anyways, <laughs> same she but ends different. Up... <laughs> when I was uh, fucking buying these goddamn toys. Uh, like my collection and shit. I'd go in and I'd also buy like a birthday card. I'm like, oh, it's for my nephew. Like, <laughs> Yo, That's slick. I never even thought about that. Oh my God, though. I totally did it again. Like, I don't know why I have to feel macho, especially now that I have a kid and a girl. But so uh, my last couple of days off, we're going for a little drive around. I'm like, hey, you mind if I like stop and get a couple of road drinks since you're driving? She's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So we stop and uh, get some and I'm like, oh. I really don't feel like a beer, and I'll get something that's a little more incognito. So I grabbed like, a couple ciders, and I was like, oh, they got a couple of these things that she likes. And so I grabbed those, and I was like, oh, that's new. She'd probably like those, so I grabbed them. And so it, I've got like an aid of all these like really fruity drinks in front of me. So I, mm-hmm. get, up to the, I get up to the counter, and it's like a young, a young girl comes out the counter. I'm like, fuck, this is pretty fruity. Yeah, can I get a uh, twelve uh, blue and bottles? <laughs> I was like, I had to even it out. It was like I couldn't, I couldn't buy all this fruity shit, so I had to buy some beer too, and just be like, yeah, that's for my girlfriend. I hate how that goes, like, cause like for the most part, like I really don't care what other people think of me. Like I'm off in my own world doing whatever the right? fuck I want. Like I'm on a day off when we're doing a podcast. Like it, being cool isn't high on my list of priorities. But at the same time, like I gotta fucking temper that shit. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. So anyways, I fucking, uh, she ends up like no showing me. So oh, like, fuck, fuck, there's my, there's my ride gone, but fuck it, whatever. I'll get up to Edmonton. So I get up to Edmonton and fucking, I'm just walking around before the show. And I noticed that the radio booths out there and I was like, fuck, 
I might as well just go and see if I can get rid of this ticket. Maybe they'll fucking shoot me a fucking t-shirt or something like that. So I uh, walk over and I'm like, hey, man, uh, yeah, I got an extra ticket. I Fuck, I don't feel like scalping it or anything like that. You want to give it away to somebody on the radio? And he was like, oh, what do you want for it? And I was like, uh, I don't know, man, nothing. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You can just have it. And he was like, oh, wow, thanks. Well, uh, yeah, what's your name? Well, uh, give it out on the radio. And so I'm like, yeah, give my name. Cool. Thank you. Anyways, I am um, just about to turn around and walk away. And he's like, open up your jacket. And so I do. And he's like, that's what I thought. Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies. You know, this is a Rod Stewart concert, right? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, fuck it, eh? But I was like, I guess a DJ would know. It was like one of the rock stages. But I was like, that's awesome. No, I just totally called me out on it. That's fucking great. Well, you know what? Like, at the end of the day, like, I have such a disrespect for radio stations because that's what I, I grew up on. Like, we didn't have the internet or anything. And it was always the same 10 songs over and over again. So I, I've grown to dislike, not dislike, just not pay attention to music or seek it out. That's fucking awesome. You found like one of the legit fucking DJs at a Rod Stewart concert. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> a fucking total, total, ah, total cool karma out of that though. So fucking after I do that, I go in and I'm sitting down and just it's still like an hour before the opening even comes on. And I just like see these like people who obviously work. For the state, uh, for the stadium, going around and like grabbing somebody's tickets and like handing mm-hmm. them off other ones, and I was like, oh fuck! I was like, they must have not like sold out all the fucking like tickets, so they're moving people up to like the premium spots. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna go walk down. So I like fucking just book a beeline across the stadium to where I see these people doing that, and I go up to the guy and I was like, hey man, are you uh, like upgrading people's tickets? And he was like, oh, uh, I can't really, you know, disclose this. Some just gave me some kind of line at that, and I was like, well, yeah, it'd be pretty cool because I had two tickets, but she totally stood me up, and so now I'm just by myself, and so you'd only have to give one away if you got a single ticket somewhere. And sure enough, he like puts his hand in his pocket, pulls out a single ticket. Give me your ticket. Traded me. I end up being like four fucking aisles away, but kind of on the right of the stage. It was fucking awesome. Just enough so you could like lock eyes with a rod and hope some of his oh, sweat dude. hits your face. Yeah, <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, it, it totally blew me away. It was, it was fucking, it was unreal. It was pretty awesome. And the cool thing was, though, I was it's like still in a spot where the security really couldn't access me that earlier mm-hmm. or easily. Still just smoking dudes like it was nobody's business and i kept trying to pass them off but they're all just like 50 year old grannies and their husbands who were just not into it at all (laughs) oh my god it it, i need an honest answer because i'm suspecting that that concert was probably fucking awesome and rod kicked ass fucking phenomenal and fucking uh even just like just one of his like showtimey things and it worked it was awesome anyways he comes out and it's like three quarters through the concert and so you know he's old he's just doing this to catch his breath but anyways he's talking about uh how he was growing up he actually used to play professional football but uh as he was getting to the higher ranks he couldn't party as much anymore because he'd have to like get up and train so that's why he decided because he wanted to be a singer is because he could party and be able to sleep all day and fucking sing at the night. So anyways, 
he has like his some stage manager or whatnot keep passing him these soccer balls and he fucking boots him like way <laughs> up in the stadium it was just such a cool thing he's like just fucking booting these fucking soccer balls out in the fucking stage oh which God. is awesome but the even better thing is though is because it's three quarters in the way of the concert fucking 75 percent of the people are just shittered and like one out of every <laughs> ten somebody's getting just fucking beamed in the face <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I don't know how he hasn't gotten a lawsuit yet or if he still does that, but oh my god, it totally added to the night just seeing some like fucking fifty year old divorcee just fucking taking a soccer ball like forty <laughs> kilometers in the face. Fucking... Oh my god, going up to him after with a black eye. Can you sign this? Fuck. Fuck you know that that is like the most amazing thing. Like the the you start paying attention to some of these like big time artists, like especially like maybe Rod Stewart where, you know, he had his time and now he's, if not in the public eye, like I don't want to say faded. I don't want to fucking throw any shade on uh, Rod Stewart, but like he's past his prime, but like he chose the path where he got to party all the time where like he could have some fun songs and just go through it and then just have a run on gorgeous women his entire life. Like, he probably still pulls better than I ever will. Oh, my God, dude. I also love that how he was one of those urban legends. I don't know. You're a little bit younger than me, so it might have been gone by your time. But there mm-hmm. wasn't. And it's like, doesn't matter what city you lived in. Fucking back in the day, there was this rumor that there was a concert somewhere in the States that Rod Stewart passed out on stage. And when the EMTs caught him... They had to pump his stomach because he had serviced a load of sail like a fucking platoon of sailors before the concert. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear to God, if you go up and look on oh like Urban Myths, it'll it'll be online. It was one of those sort like everybody's dad knew about that. It was just because that's like how insecure men were. <laughs> they had to be fucking get like all worked up about their ladies being all in love with them. They had to. Fucking, yeah, fucking Rod Stewart fucking sucked off a whole fucking load of sailors and fucking passed out on stage. The only response to, like, how wet she gets whenever she hears the songs, like, all right, can we put in a new cassette? <laughs> oh, oh, fuck, fuck. that is great. <laughs> We're going to have to do that as an episode one day. Let's fucking interview the sailors. Um, fuck, yeah, well, there was something about David Bowie in that era, too, but it's fucking Bowie. Who knows? He didn't give a shit. He just did whatever he wanted. Uh, the next episode that I'm doing with uh, the the other group, uh, we're going to talk about like how certain famous people have been stalked or like celebrity and just the crazy shit that happens to them. But uh, there's a, a legend about David Bowie when he was all fucked up on uh, cocaine and like he was only the only thing he would consume was like eggs and salt or something. But uh, he pissed off jimmy page from led zeppelin and then was convinced because page was into the occult that he had somehow hexed him and there was a demon after him shitting in his pool and these witches were trying to steal his semen so they could have his children and he was just like all fucked up star man okay so uh that is fucking awesome (laughs) he went to the rod stewart (laughs) concert um after uh, he, uh, fuck, I lost his name completely. After Gigi Allen 
leaves uh, his small town. He goes off and with his brother Merle, and they just become these alcoholic, drug-addled fucking punk rockers. They go from band to band because Gigi is so uncontrollable that like it just turns into the self-destructive thing until he starts his own band. Um, and that, like, that seems to be what he's really remembered for, but also noted is like the sheer amount of output. Like he was constantly recording and doing new songs. Yeah, there was, there was so much out there. I mean, like early on, the stuff that he did early on was like really good, kind of catchy, like nothing right home about, but like decent punk and for that era, you know, would have been pretty, pretty decent. And then he went on to like, the stuff he did with the Jabbers is really awesome. And I mean, mm-hmm. he worked with Annie scene who ended up becoming like, they're a huge influential band in the punk scene. And like, even later on a few years before his death, uh, they actually brought DD Ramon in to play guitar. And there's oh, actually shit. some foot, there's some footage of him on YouTube. And like DD's like, so, so far gone in the fucking drugs at this point. They're like, he, he, he fucking looks like shit and plays like shit. But this is one of the fucking Ramones, like, arguably, like, fucking the inventor of fucking punk rock said Gigi Allen was, like, too much and, like, bowed out after being in the band for, like, two weeks. Yeah, uh, in the documentary, they said they were, like, cruising around in a van and Gigi opened up the side door and started hucking bottles at prostitutes. And he's like, no, 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 no. They're going 30 miles an hour past him, just fucking hucking glass bottles at these hookers. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I had nothing to do with that in a, in, incident, and I'm out. That was one of the Ramones had to fucking bow out. <laughs> God damn it. Just, fuck. I just love, like, the whole fucking outlook on life. It, it's weird, though, because he's really 50-50 in... The punk community, and as I'm getting older, I, I find myself, I just like, I still consider myself a punk, but I'm kind of like moving myself from the community more and more as I get older, because mm-hmm. I, I find it so hypocritical. But like, there's, you get, I get so much shit on them from some people because they're like, oh, you know, like, blah, 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 rape, but not that it was really a raver, it's just, his fucking, if you've seen any of his stage show, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess you could consider that sexual assault, but it's it's just more assault. Yeah. And, like, just a lot of the shit, and, I don't know, you get shit on for liking his music, and, like, saying that there's no talent, and it was only done for shock value, but, I mean, honestly, if you take the time to go and listen to his catalog, there's a lot of really good fucking music there, there was a lot of talent he had the fucking drive to get his, his, you know, name out there. I mean, fuck, the motherfucker's been dead for over 20 years now. We're still fucking talking about him. Yeah. You can absolutely, even at that time, you could never top his stage show, aside from killing yourself on stage, which he had planned to do, but unfortunately an overdose fucked that over. There's nobody that could have ever topped him. And now, today especially, there's like... He can't like there. He will never ever be topped, and sure, like he'll never be fucking mainstream. But at the same time, because of YouTube and how accessible punk and metal and all that music is now, he mm-hmm. he kind of is, which is the fucking total fucking mind blower of the whole thing. Yeah, I I don't know if I if I like him or hate him. Like he he's obviously an alcoholic and has his issues. 
but like when I was watching him on stage, like uh, he was in a small room kind of doing like a poetry spoken word thing. And like someone calls him out because he's raging against the Boston newspaper because for four years he'd been promising to kill himself and then he kept getting arrested right before the the Halloween show that he's going to do it at. Yeah. Which is fucking, that's legendary. But like right. some lady in the back of the room is like, well, fuck you, man. Like you're just all talk. Like you're doing this for attention. And he like gets her to come up uh, to the front and grabs her by the throat and slams her against the wall. And then like all these guys come up and just start kicking the shit out of him until he like lets go. And then he just goes back to doing his thing. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm torn between like, okay, you, you shouldn't put your hands on a woman. That's, that's wrong. But like, she was encouraging a mentally ill person to take his life. And he's like, fuck you. I'll do it when I'm ready. Like, I, I don't know where that dichotomy is. Like, he treated her like he would have treated any other human being regardless of sex. Yeah, I think that's where the whole fucking beauty of it is. I think he fucking wasn't like... To him, prejudice, racist, sexist, anything, didn't it? Because he just fucking legitimately hated the fucking world and put you all on the same fucking level. And if you were fucking... If you had the fucking gall to get within his fucking space whether you knew what was going to happen or not like that that's fucking on you yeah i don't know i i'm all like i've i live a pretty normal fucking life right now yeah i i was like batshit crazy fucking living by like gg code for like a solid fucking five years where i just did not fucking care so i can see it from both sides of the the spectrum and uh, while I will say I definitely do enjoy the side I'm on now, the mm. other side is a lot more fucking transparent. Yeah. Um, well, and like maybe that like that goes back to uh, the social code, the unwritten code that we all have to be a part of to be within society is like there's norms and stuff and you're never truly free because you have to adhere to you know, uh, living within all these other people and, like, you start out with six layers of, like, well, this isn't the true me, but this is who I have to be to get through this. Where, like, that shit was gone with him and his drummer, his friends, everybody full out admitted, like, no, 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 you need to understand at the first spot, Gigi has no place in society. He is a reflection of, like, how fucked up all this shit is, but, like, he doesn't belong here. But, like, what can you do with them? Like, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, So we, we've alluded to, like, what he's done on stage. He would cut himself. He would break bottles over his head. He would smash his teeth out with microphones. Uh, shit. He'd, like, take a bunch of la laxatives before. <laughs> shit all over the place. And then, like, start rubbing it into his face, eating it, throwing it at the crowd. Which some people seem to love and... Like, at one point, his own fans broke his arm and shit, like... Yeah, I would say, I would say Lud would definitely be a stretch, because if you, if you ever see any of the fucking live footage, even the, like, bigger concerts, like, the bigger shows of his, weren't very mm. well attended, and when he gets off stage, everyone tries to get the fuck out of the way. And it's usually, I figure, for the most part, total, like, happenstance for most of the women that just happen to be there with some dude, and he'll just, yeah, like, fucking grab their head and fucking bring, like, start, you know, just not being very nice. But he was so, like, fucking fierce that, for the most part, there's always, like, a shit ton of fucking guys in the crowd, 
and fucking unless they gang beat him, which does happen from time to time, mm-hmm. nobody has got the balls to fucking step up. And when they do, he just fucking destroys them because he ain't fucking worried about anything. And spent a lot of time in jail, put on a lot of weight. Fucking, he's a scary motherfucker. I wouldn't get yeah. in his way either. And he's covered in shit and naked, and he's got a fucking micro penis, so you know he's fucking got some fucking a- aggression going there. Oh, fucking Napoleon complex for sure. <laughs> Well, and with that, like the the sexual anger, the anger, the the rage, the the fucking everything, and you said like he was in prison, yeah, and he would also frequently visit John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, they're like fucking pen pals and shit. Like, there's a lot of paintings of him and uh, his brother and his brother's wedding and fucking yeah. Oddly enough, Gigi Allen was fucking married at one point. Really? Yeah, he was married from, uh, I want to say, like, 1978 to, like, 1984, 1985. Like, a fair amount of time, like, in the time that he was, like, starting to become a musician and starting kind of, like, transition, obviously, before he got fucking crazy. But, yeah, motherfucker was married. He has a fucking kid, too. Jesus. Can you imagine being fucking Gigi Allen's kid? Yeah, and wasn't from that marriage... It was uh, like I would say within the year that he died, uh, he was dating some teenager, sixteen or seventeen years old. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, got her pregnant before his death. Her name's Nico, I want to say, and yeah, she like totally has like distanced herself from the family and all that. But yeah, he's got some fucking offspring out there running. Fuck. The same guy that there's footage of out there getting pissed in his mouth, puking all over himself, and then going back for more piss. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we play one of his songs now before we get into anything more? Uh, fuck yeah. I, I love me some Gigi Allen. I sent you a few there just to give you a, a bit of a sample of, over his career. Uh, the first song that I have up is Gigi Allen and the Jabbers, Don't Talk to Me. Yeah, this is really early. and You can, like... Here's like voice isn't he's got like a pretty good voice and it's got that kind of like because it is so early like probably mm-hmm. still late 70s at this point that kind of like British sound to it and yeah I dig it. All right, I'm gonna play it.
That's pretty fucking solid. Yeah, I dig it. So, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else. Like, his fucking, his drummer was, I, I don't know. He he gotten arrested for showing his dick to a little girl. And when they asked him why, he's like, well, I was just teasing her. Yeah, no, there's totally, I know, it's totally one of those things, like, everybody, like, kind of looks over, like, nobody's really cool with it, but, I don't know, I just, yeah, take it for what it's worth, but yeah, he's fucking crazy, though, uh, actually, the dude that uh, did the intro, or the song for this show, he saw uh, the Murder Junkies, obviously, uh, Sans, Gigi, uh, a few years ago, and uh, I don't know if he did it or he just, like, watched, but there's been an ongoing thing where, like, at one of their shows now, what they do is fucking, uh, god damn it. I want to say fucking, I thought Nico was the name of their drummer, too, but just, it blow my mind if it was the same as fucking the name of his daughter, too, but yeah. I know there's... Anyways... Fucking, I can't fucking think of their fucking drummer's name right now. But anyways, fucking, where he shoved the guitar or the drumsticks up his ass. And whether he was the one that did it or he just watched it happen, he watched it happen anyway, so. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But that's just, like, one of the kind of, like, ongoing things that his show. And it was, like, I don't know, at that point, is it, like, shock and punk rock or... They're just kind of gay. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just kind of gay, but I mean, hey, you know, whatever. Well, that was an ongoing debate is like, was it shock value or was it artistry? And he actually got brought up on charges a few times. Like, where do you stand on that? Was like he trying Um, to just I think 100% is just shock value. I mean, I think you'd have to be a fucking moron to call it anything other. I think his... His music has a lot of artistic value to it. Like, it might not be everybody's cup of tea, but, like, there's there's a lot of that music, man. That was, like, a fucking anthem for me, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, I fucking, I don't know. I love the shit. Do you think he would have stood the test of, or would he have faded away if he wasn't doing the crazy shit? Like, Oh, absolutely. There's, yeah. there's fucking, there's a million artists today and a million last year that died and like before that that like nobody will ever know it just because they didn't have their right thing or didn't have the drive to want to do it or just like you mm-hmm. know through set of circumstances didn't didn't get that you you kind of all need that hook i mean elvis presley was by no means the greatest artist of all time but still to this date has more uh cultural relevancy than the Beatles. Like, fucking wrap your head around that one. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, fucking Elvis, man. He... He did not... Yeah, he wasn't really that talented. Like, there's some of his songs are enjoyable and stuff. He did like the movies. Oh, let's let's not fucking... Go saying things we can't take back now. Really? Fucking, like, okay, what did he do, okay. though? Play the guitar and shake his hips? Like, his no, music was he, enjoyable. He, his he had an incredibly powerful voice. His voice was super fucking good. There is like you, you can't fucking nobody can sing Elvis like Elvis because like fucking Elvis. He had he had a crazy range, super powerful. 
his music was stolen, but that's how the music industry at the same time. If you notice, if you listen to any music like pre-1980, that every single band did like the exact same fucking song because everything was owned by the Jews. Not, I didn't mean like, not to sound bad, but it was like, mm-hmm. so everything, everything was all owned by like five record companies. And so fucking everybody did each other's songs. And that's why like even... um. Ah, Jesus Christ, no effects. Another, uh, everybody's got different views on them punk band, but probably one of the most uh, popular punk bands of all time, as far as like record sales and TV shit go. Uh, Sing a song like making fun of how like uh, punk rock kind of killed how bands could put out a new album with only, you know, three new songs because every, every band did the same thing and it was all recycled. Uh, he also put on a stage show that was able to captivate those people. I mean, obviously, you just can't put anybody up on stage and everybody's not going to flock to them. Everybody's not going to buy their albums. Everybody's not going to name their kids of them. Everybody's not going to want to fuck them. Like, there was obviously, he was able to have that and captivate it. Yes, right person, right time, market. And there was a His lot of that. But you definitely, that. You, you definitely can't take can't take anything away from elvis he do i think he was the greatest at any of those characters no but for his time and his place and his like popularity at the time like because of all the different platforms and everybody's different tastes and the availability uh even the biggest stars today number wise might be more but percentage of the population nobody can be that big anymore there will never be anybody that is big as elvis culturally worldwide just because like it it can't it can't happen anymore there's so much noise now you you, like i don't know how anybody ever would expect to make it past the 15 second tiktok noise that they could get like yeah i I, honestly i can't and radio was far behind when we were kids and it's like light years behind now and I'm so out of touch with whatever is popular now that I I couldn't even fucking tell you what the popular genre is right now. I remember like the whole thing over mumble rap, but that's oh probably God. like five. That's probably five six years ago. There's probably like three four genres that have came and gone that are big right now. Like it used to be like we used to get like a four year block, you know, like yep. uh, new metal came back and then you know it's fucking. Or no, new metal came in the '90s, and then you know we had the rap, and then fucking there was that little emo in the, like the mid 2000s, and then fucking I don't know, I guess I fell off the map right about there, and I don't really know what happened. But I used to get like a, you know, pretty much every high school, the grade nines would come in, fucking get onto something. They were all wiggers cool. for a year, and then they were <laughs> all be cool. By the time kids. they were in grade ten, and out by the time they were fucking in grade twelve, and they had like yeah. a solid like four year cycle. But now like. Eh. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't want to shit on anybody's music or, like, the new music. But, like, mumble rap just made me feel so old because that was when I was officially, like, I don't understand it. This this, this is just noise. I don't, I don't get it. But, you know, I just aged out. I don't know what it is. But, like, how you were saying uh, how music was owned back and then, like, kind of punk changed the scene by reinventing it and creating new sounds and stuff like that, which is fucking cool. But we're, we've cycled back into everything being pre-owned. I was listening to a, 
podcast called Tell Him Steve Dave, and it was one of the older episodes from about six years ago, I'd say. But they had uh, the lead singer from Monster Magnet, Dave Windorf, on. He's a comic book guy, so they just kind of run in the same circles. So he sat down to talk to him about it, and he was explaining how pump, uh, how pop music is made. There's probably about four or five teams that make all of the pop music that's out there and have for years and will continue to do so. They listen to what's on the radio. They sit down. They do like... Uh, the they, they kind of regenerate it so it's it's slightly different and then they find these uh artists they're like here's 500 bucks just throw some lyrics on this make it sound good and then they approach like rihanna and they're like oh hey here's your next song uh we have also got taylor swift interested in it do you want this song or we'll sell it to her and then she'll buy it and then maybe she'll put her own mu- her own words to it or she'll just hire somebody else to put their words to it it's just this fucking cookie cutter whole thing and he's like he didn't seem to have a problem with it he's like that's just the way north american music is right now oh dude the the music industry is actually like crazy like i find one as i um i guess only the last like five six years i've really like started to find out about it session musicians and studio musicians Mm. holy fuck that is so interesting there is these musicians like that are still playing on shit now that have played on everything from like Elvis records to the Backstreet Boys to like fucking everything. And yeah, there's tons of these music, like David Bowie, like everything. And they're just like super good musicians, but you know, don't really have that look or like didn't really want to be in the band or whatnot. And so, yeah, like, you know, somebody like Elton John will come in and be like, Hey, I need a guitar line for this. I'll give you $5,000. So this dude will come in write this guitar line, play it, record it, never get credited for it. Uh, Elton John will get credited for the writing and their guitar player will get credit for whatever. He walks away with his $5,000. Elton John goes and records that single and makes $5 million off that single. Like that, it's it's so fucking interesting. There's so much. When you find out about the famous ones that are also studio musicians, uh, Mm -hmm. Jimmy Page played for tons like he was part of the yardbirds like another like fucking, uh, they're, them. they're in the rock and roll hall of fame he played for fucking tons of shit before led zeppelin just because he was a good guitar player and was a fucking studio musician tons of fucking shit uh, another one is fucking um john five he's actually got a crazy fucking uh music career so uh i'm i'm gonna try to do this in best and chronological logical order but i might get one of them or two mixed up so mm-hmm. john five to the best of my knowledge made it big um playing with katie lang oh. uh, i don't know if you know who yeah so like fucking if you're a canadian and a lesbian you might know who she is but if not anyways uh from there he went on and played with marilyn manson for a few years um after marilyn manson and if it it didn't go that it was either he was with marilyn manson and then went to katie lang yeah and then after that he went to rob zombie and he played with rob zombie but he uh just because he is a great and now he plays in his own band which is like really weird kind of techno shit and i like keep listening to it trying to convince myself that I might like it, but I mm-hmm. still kind of don't, and I'm not sure. It's just, it's weird. I like I keep wanting it to grow on me, but it quite hasn't yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
He's also done fucking shit tons of stuff, and I was listening to one, I think it was on Chris Jericho's podcast, but he was talking to it, and I want to fucking say, like, Disney or something like that, but anyways, it was, they wanted somebody to do music for a soundtrack for, like, one of the big movies coming up, and they just got him due to his credentials and, like, what they had heard samples from him. And then, yeah, he, like, walked into, like, an office full of suits, and it's John Five, who always dresses weird because he's fucking John Five. So like, it was just total fucking mind-blower. I, I am so obsessed, and, like, that's where, where my draw is to continue to do this show with you where we talk about outsiders and outside artists is people like what you're describing from this John Five or these studio musicians that, like... If I find the documentary, I'll, I'll send it to you. But it was like there was a couple of women and like a couple of black guys, and it was just not the time for them to be famous. But they were all extremely talented. So you know, like they did all of everybody's big music. Didn't matter the artist. They they would sit in the studio and record all the music for them. And like at the end of the day, they didn't really give a shit because. And like and I'm so obsessed with this idea of where. You know, you don't necessarily have to be a part of the big system. You can just be like, all right, so I'm going to get paid a shit ton of money. I'm going to get to hear my artistic endeavors on the radio and like, okay, maybe I'll never get recognition or fame for it. But what the fuck does that matter? If I'm getting my bills paid and I'm fulfilled by it, then then like, oh, I don't have to travel across the world. Oh, I don't have to have people following me around. I don't have to have like the psychos like building shrines of me and trying to cut my hair. Like, Yeah, not everybody wants that spotlight. And at the same time, you're still known and revered within the business. It's like, yeah, you might not know me, but like I'm on first name basis with David Bowie. So, Yeah. Yeah, and like, like how many people in Bowie's camp would never have gotten to to really have a connection and conversation with him where you can like walk in, do that and then go back to your normal life. Like that's, that's badass, man. Fucking the dream. Hey man, I'll show you how the smoker works after I finish this post. Yeah. Oh, good buddy. What'd you make this week? Today we got lollipop chicken. Smoked at 250 for two hours and dipped in some good old-fashioned barbecue sauce. That sounds fucking amazing. Could you ever imagine why people would give up eating meat? Hey, what do you call a vegetarian that starts eating meat? I don't know. They lost their virginity. (laughs) Uh, Buddy, that's good to know, but uh, before you log off, you should really change your password. I think beef stew is strong, but I'm worried it's not stroganoff. You guys might hate these jokes, but you know what you won't hate? My Instagram. Check me out, at guy and dot his grill, for some easy backyard barbecue ideas and up your smoking game. Um, so I'm glad you, you answered that question, because that, that was really bothering me, is like, is this genuine? And and I do get the, the idea that Gigi Allen was genuine, but it was for shock at the same time. Like, because he seemed so earnest throughout all of it, but then, like, he's also doing the daytime talk shows. So, like, I like to think that this guy had a sense of humor about it all. Oh, yeah, I think for sure. Like, he knew, like, because he took that time and, like, trying to make it as a musician. And I think, like, deep down there, like... He, 
I don't think he was stupid. He was a smart guy. He knew it was up, and he was like, fuck. I, I see my time dwindling down. It's like, you know, the right time. Cable's coming out. You know, shit can't get more spread around. Like, fucking, like, what do I got to do? You know, like, Kiss War makeup, fucking the Sex Pistols, you know. Yeah. Fucking did this, the Who smashed their instruments, you know. Like, what the fuck do I got to do? I'll just take it to the fucking extreme. And even his music when it was like super extreme like some of it's not great and the backing like a lot of the bands that he had playing for were garbage but like i don't know i fucking dig it yeah so i guess that leads me to my next question because you're talking about like music as an industry like it's it's a lot of it is factory made and i had previously on my friend's wife who is a country singer and she is genuine and she is fucking awesome. Brie Lawrence. And, um, it, but like, she also talks about having to go to Nashville and like having these conversations about like, yeah, you can, what we want from you is a song that in the first 10 seconds, a housewife driving her kids to uh hockey practice is going to hear and love. Like, so like, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense as I'm, I'm, I'm sputtering this shit out. What I'm no. trying to say is like, is there genuine artistry out there still? Like, are these, is there room for like honest music or is it, it all like, I'm going to put it on YouTube and like, I'm going to get famous or I'm going to go on TikTok? Uh, there definitely is. I would say like a hundred percent. It's probably like 50, 50. However, like, I just find a lot of it comes down to fucking pretentiousness, though. Not not mm-hmm. just from the fans themselves, but from the fucking listeners. Because, like, one of the things I've like, been struggling to go over the years is, like, it might not be your cup of tea. It might not be, like, you know, something that only a virtuoso could fucking play in, like, a masterpiece and, like, groundbreaking. But... If it sounds good and it's catchy and fucking you can get 100 million people to listen to it, well, then who, who's to say that's better than some song that tells some fucking deep story that you have to pay attention to with fucking uh, timings that are so complex that it almost makes it hard to fucking listen to. And it's like, well, yeah, that that's great. I'm glad you fucking went to Juilliard for that. But I'm going to go listen to Taylor Swift. Like... I don't know. I've gotten so pat. Like I like, I like music. I like what sounds good. I really don't care what genre is. Mm-hmm. I have deep respect for people that put a lot of heart and soul into it. And at the end of the day, like, fuck, I would if I could write a three chord tune with some catchy fucking lyrics and fucking get paid fucking millions of dollars. I would do it in a heartbeat and like, who am I to shit on anybody else for wanting to do it? Nice. I I definitely respect that. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I guess there is a lot of people with the, the fucking pretentiousness that like the art of music or whatever, but it's the same assholes that go to a fucking museum to look at a painting and it's one red line on a giant piece of paper. And it's like, yeah, that's $6 million because that's a special red. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other fuck. Yeah. Is that, yeah. It's a big society thing. I don't know. It's the same thing with like movies and all that. It's like, you know, we're supposed to revere some fucking actor and then hate Adam Sandler, yet that one revered actor has made like 
three movies that are actually fucking watchable by the general population and like who the fuck doesn't like Adam Sandler and if you say you don't like good for you enjoy whatever you don't yeah. or whatever you do well and like maybe that's something that like we kind of needed Gigi Allen back in the world is this outrage culture where everybody is outraged by everything and they want to put their opinions online and like the second somebody does something that's out of line getting screamed at and trying to like cancel them and shit like why yeah. why can you just not like something yeah no dude it's actually a, it's actually two thoughts that have really kind of like came together and like culminated in my mind lately one of them takes me back to actually around the time when i was learning about Gigi allen fucking mm-hmm. uh met this hippie at a fucking party and got some good mushrooms and fucking it was a couple weeks later and there's a party going on in my house, and I decided I'm just going to eat a bunch of mushrooms, fuck trip balls in the basement. And anyways, my buddy comes down, and at this time, which was, you know, still before I'd really gotten internet, and kind of revolutionary that my brain had came to it all on my own, just because the whole world does it now. But I totally thought I was having, like, a woke fucking revelation. I was like, fuck, like, you know, like, what the fuck do we got to, you know, work, and, you know, why can't we all just get along? And just all that fucking convoluted bullshit, and fucking, he just looked at me. In a super calm and tone voice, and I was like, "Well, buddy, not everybody wants the same things, but uh, <laughs> if that's what you want, go about it." And it fucking really didn't fucking sink into my mind, but like, yeah, like fuck, like it would be cool if you know we didn't have to work, and it would be cool if we could all get together. It would be cool if we all didn't have to go to the same religion. But at the end of the day, it's not gonna fucking happen. So like, just carry on your shit. And something else that I was thinking about is everybody becoming so standoffish and having to, like, fucking... Like, hey, if it's important to you that you're, like, a social justice warrior and you stand up for everything and you're a know-it-all about everything... Yeah. Cool. But when shit hits the fan, all the people that might have been able to help you out, not saying all of them were, but like all those fucking people, you've probably just alienated because you want to be a know-it-all about the coronavirus, about politics, about fucking who's a better singer, about all this thing. I think a lot of, I'm really finding myself like you have, I think I want to step away from the fucking social media because although it is an easy way for me to like access articles because there's shit that I might not think about, somebody else pulls up, I do totally find that, like, fucking social divide and all that. And it's, like, what does it fucking matter? Like, if you want to fucking argue and be right about something or fucking, like, like, you know, try to fucking save the world, cool. But if shit does keep going down the hill and, like, a war or a war with China breaks out or something like that and shit fucking hits the fan, like, all right, cool. I, I hope those arguments were worth it. Yeah. And, like, I guess that just, like, speaks to a very safe culture where we can argue about nonsense. But, like, some of the articles you see, and I, I blame the 24-hour news cycle where they have to keep coming up with stuff. It would be a thing that would happen in a small town and talked about for, you know, a couple of weeks and then go away. But they got to throw it up and, like, blow it up and make it into this thing of, like, some kind of injustice and terrible, terrible thing where it's just some kind of nonsense thing that doesn't need to be discussed. I'm not talking about, like, fucking violence against people. I'm talking about, like, the fucking clickbait articles. But Oh, yeah, that's in- con- 
just constantly, it's like we're just trying to fucking give us something to fucking bitch about, like constantly yeah. get this divide. And it's where it does fucking pull into the, like the whole conspiracy fucking shit. It's like, I don't want to get down that road, but it's like, I could see why people get sucked into this because, man, it's like we are just fed, like, we have news that is fed by the left and we have news that's fed by the right and we have a lot of people that watch those and we have a lot of people that don't and solely get the shit from the internet which is just as fucking bad a lot of times <laughs> even fucking worse and it's just constantly like my sources say this my sources say this nobody actually like goes in to investigate and find one of my biggest fucking pet peeves especially because like i don't know i guess it's because i do it Anytime I ever see something that either piques my fucking interest or I'm either like, oh, that can't be real, or I wonder if that's real, or that's fucking stupid, or that's fucking cool, I take the 30 fucking seconds it takes to go to Google and fucking search it, find a respected source, and read about it. Yep. I don't know why the rest of the fucking population can't do that. It's not that fucking hard. But, like, man, like, I swear to God, like, all the shit of some of my friends that like post shit and it's like you realize that like I could write that out on my phone, take a screenshot of it, post it up and be like, This text was leaked in two thousand seventeen saying about blah 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 blah. It's like that's like yeah. so fucking easy. There's no factual proof by that and you're just fucking going off by some fucking wingnut that's like saying, Oh, actually did you know if you fucking burn magnesium and fucking 2000 degrees it'll give off this chemical that'll fucking go into the oxygen and it'll clean everything for us you know and they're just taking it to fucking fact you know yeah snopes is your friend and and uh yeah it it, it is so frustrating and it it's so complicated with the internet because like google they'll start to understand your metrics and then they'll start to send you articles like as you search for stuff that's going to reflect your thing so you just get into this loop of like oh, well, I kind of want to look into this. And then this is the article you click on. And then you're going to see six more that kind of go into that direction. And it's, it's fucking dangerous. Um, yeah. It's, Snopes is your friend. It, it is right there. Someone's already done the research. I remember I, I, one of the mistakes I made was like a, a friend of the family. She's, she's a little older and, uh, she had posted something about like, oh, you have to be aware uh, people are throwing eggs on your windshield and when you use your windshield wipers to wipe it off it'll just smear it and grease up the window so you can't see what's happening and then when you pull over to clean it they're going to jump out rob you and steal your car and i'm like no they're not that 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 is a nonsense thing that has been created and you've just you're starting to spread this fear and then i realized it it doesn't matter. I'm not adding anything. I'm not going to convince this person. Like they were doing it out of a genuine spot in their heart of like, Oh, this is a danger. But yeah. like, it, it's not fucking real. And like for all of this, it doesn't happen in the real world. We can all have conversations and get along. Like I never see the internet debates falling out in real world where someone turns to the next person and calls them fucking Hitler because they disagree about where hot dogs come from. Yeah, I've I've never fucking like once been in the fucking world. Yeah, been like looking at not that I have, so I guess I compare it. But I, I've never mentioned something about Doctor Seuss in the wild. Some of you been like, whoa, now, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that got people riled up. And then the, the Mr. Potato Head thing. And then yeah, I don't like, even know where the Mr. Potato Head. I guess I'm like so behind. I don't know why they canceled him, but like that was a pretty solid toy back in my day. And if I can find one for the boy, I'm eBay and the shit. Well, you'll be able to because all they were doing was taking the Mister off of it, and now it's just Potato Head. So you can still have the exact same toy. It just doesn't say Mister on the box. Oh, okay. fucking people lost their minds over that shit. <laughs> I guess that's. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, in it, it's so easy to They're get caught up in it. They're making it a trans potato. <laughs> <laughs> Not my spud. Not my yeah. spud. <laughs> it's, it's just a fucking potato you put shit on. No one cares. No one cares. It's not the kind of potatoes we serve around here, son. Oh, my God. That ain't no PEI potato, I tell you what. (laughs) I had no idea about that (laughs) controversy. Oh, my fucking God. I swear to God, you know, like, it's like we're in a fucking Fellini movie someday. (laughs) It's fucking crazy. Fuck it. Like, you want to hug a trans person because, like, they've got more real world shit to go on. And, like, people are fighting about that, like, putting it on them. And I'm sure... They're just trying to get through their fucking life and deal with, like, the horrific shit that they actually have to take on. And it's like, yeah, but you hate Mr. Potato Head. I'm like, no. No, I don't. I don't care. Shit. Oh. Oh. Well, buddy, I think that's going to be the end of uh, this episode. That was fantastic. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. I mean, one of these days I'll, like, really have to do my work because otherwise I just come on here and bullshit for fucking couple fucking uh whatever so, we're into you know what so far it's working out pretty good i'm pretty uh i'm okay with the uh consistency if we just keep doing this it's a lot of fun fucking hey man um oh i want to thank johnny trashed for the uh youth use of our theme song uh party with myself um yeah i think i'm gonna keep using that one for a while because i really fucking like it Fucking A, he just uh, had a live fundraiser or something he did. Anyway, so yeah, parents, listeners, and uh, like punk rock are just like supporting good things. Pretty all around good dude, so check out his shit. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, you mentioned that he might be able to give us just the like instrumentals for that song. Yeah, I will definitely talk. I honestly, because he's really hard. I'm not sure if he went back to the States or if he's still in Canada because he's really shitting on both countries politics wise right now. So I don't know. I'll have to get a hold of him. (laughs) (laughs) I think he might still be in Canada, but he might have gone back to the States because he's kind of over our... He like likes that not a lot of people are dying in Canada. However, it doesn't like all their lockdown rules. So I don't know. It's kind of conflicting. Feel like you can't like, have one without you, the other. I know. It's I know. It's like, do you, do you want to like have your freedom or do you want to die? But I don't know. He'll figure it out, or he won't, or he'll die. One of those others. But anyways, yeah, I'll get to him anyways. Sweet. Uh, should we go out on another G.G. Allen song? Uh, I've got "Be My Fucking Whore" or "Pick mm-hmm. Me Up on Your Way Down." Uh, I really like Pick Me Up on Your... Carmelita is really good. Um, Just the stuff that's from Carnival Excess, uh, they cleaned it up and put like a really nice band behind it so it sounds like more nicey and country. But yeah. Fucking A. I'll just start playing it. We'll go through the first song then. Fucking A. Always gonna fight until the day I die. No laws or limits will stop me from the way I live my life Don't get in my way unless you want to die
I've got to use Don't ever try and get too close Cause I'm a burning fuse Everyone around me is someone I will play I'm living out my life and I'm living day to day Within the perimeters of this world I just don't feel it right I'm living by the laws of a dawn and a night My soul cannot be tamed I'm living just to die I'm living by myself On the outskirts of life Live from state to state Living day by day The only paycheck that I know Is what I'll steal today I like my girls real young But keep marriage out of mind I'll lick them and forget them Because for friends I have no time Never settle down, living just to fry. But all the things I take in life are things that you can't buy. I sleep all through the daytime and I creep all through the night. But I'll live until I die on the outskirts of life. Within the perimeter of this world, I just don't feel real right. I'm living by the laws of a con and a knife. My soul cannot be tamed I'm living just to die I'm living by myself On the outskirts of life Don't try talking to me I just don't have the time You bore me with your useless life But you never know about mine Listen to me closely Do exactly what I say Give me what I want from you Or I'll take it anyway Liquor, drugs, whores and greyhounds, guns and violence too In my world I'm living by the laws of who does who I have no fear of nothing, each day I'm set to die So I'm living by myself on the outskirts of life Within the perimeter of this world I just don't feel real right I'm living by the laws of a gun and a knife my soul cannot be tamed Cause I'm living just to die I'm living by myself On the outskirts of life Hey man, talk to you next time Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me, brother <laughs>